Hello, and welcome to Local Legends. I'm Chi, outdoor fitness coach, and I am your host. Local Legends is a conversation with passionate cyclists who impact riding in Southern California, and specifically, San Diego. Here comes my next local legend. Hello, welcome to episode one of Local Legends with Victor Sheldon. Victor Sheldon was the first person I thought of when I came up with the idea of Local Legends. Uh, He affects and impacts so many riders and mountain bikers from having kids races, so some kids racing their very first race, to sometimes some adults racing their very first race, and everything in between um, attracting the top-notch athletes in the in the community and people actually coming into San Diego to race. Uh, His races are very inclusive, fun, and definitely, definitely challenging and hard. Um, And you race on fun trails that you get to race on all the time. So definitely the epitome of a local legend. Not to mention he is an amazing cyclist with such great skills and fitness, has his own accomplishments as a racer, and also a very accomplished and high-achieving stand-up water skier. Um, his, His name is Slasher, so we talk a little bit of all that. So welcome to Local Legends, and here comes our next local legend, Victor Sheldon. I got Victor Sheldon in the house, literally. Um, Hi everybody, I am Chi with Outdoor Fitness Coach and today we are launching our first ever Local Legends and Victor Sheldon is my guest. Victor Sheldon is quick and dirty and also the man behind quick and dirty. And I did want to just lay out the foundation. Um, Quick and Dirty's um, mission is to provide mountain bike racing for everyone. I really want to highlight that. Everyone with fun and welcoming and affordable and family friendly. And that it helps with developing mountain bike skills, which I really appreciate, and fitness, which we all recognize. And also fostering their stewardship towards multi-use trails and public lands. So that is Quick and Dirty's mission, in case you didn't know. He's also an accomplished mountain bike racer, uh, accomplished jet Jet ski. Stand up jet skis. Okay, and we'll talk about that. Um, We'll talk about mountain biking more. We'll talk about mountain biking more. And so the whole thing with local legends is I wanted to get behind the scenes of all amazing riders, amazing people that help ride in SoCal. So from this perspective is how so that you understand what goes on behind the scenes for a race, what um, a race organizer is giving you, and he's gonna give you some inside tips into um, you know, how to approach the race and some key um, learnings that he's probably seen throughout the years. So with that, um, I'm gonna jump right in to asking how Victor got into mountain bike racing. You know, I've been mountain biking <clears throat> even in my jet ski career, which started in 1986. Um, so uh, my career, I used mountain biking as a, as a cross-training tool, mm. um, but I actually started, my first ever mountain bike was a High Sierra Schwinn. 
And I think that was in 84, 85-ish, somewhere in that, that time period. So um, yeah, being a race promoter, you get phone calls all the time. Um, any rate, uh, <clears throat> so I've always been like, I've always had a mountain bike mm. since, since 1982 or three. So I've always been in mountain biking and when I got onto the racing, you know, I basically started, we started quick and dirty before I was even really racing. Um, you know, it was, it was just something that came supernatural to me. Awesome. And then, um, you know, quick and dirty stemmed from, from there. Um, what was your first race? I raced my first ever mountain bike race. Well, my first ever mountain bike race was a Cactus Cup in 19, oh wait, yeah, 19, <laughs> 19, <laughs> this is a while ago. So 1984, 1994, and I was racing jet skis and my friend Bob Schultz, um, he was the local legend at that time with mountain biking and nice. stuff. He's like, hey, you gotta come and do this mountain bike race. And I'm like, okay, so. He's like, hey, you fly over, because, you know, at that time I was, you know, I was prima donna, you know, race guy, you know, uh, uh, didn't travel too much, flew on airplanes. Um, so at any rate, he took my bike, I showed up there a little late, and um, I showed up to like maybe 300 people on the starting line. Oh, wow. So, in my class. Oh, so, this was like, I'm like, what? I gotta go like a half mile you know, beyond the, where the starting line is because I was that far back. Um, it was crazy. I, I'd never been to a bike race and I didn't know how they started. You know, me being a jet ski racer, we start, you know, 20 wide. So there's 20 people, you know, not 200 people, you know, that you're racing against. So, and you know, pretty much each and every one of them and how they race and everything. So long story short, um, me going to my first race in Cactus Cup was, was a huge eye opener. Um, and yeah, I had a blast doing it, um, but it was definitely something I was just like, wow, this is completely different than what I'm used to. So, um, but that was my first ever mountain bike race, but my first race, you know, kind of really getting into mountain bike racing was, um, I think 2012 at a, uh, at a, a team big bear race. Absolutely. And, um, one of my friends, uh, vouched for me to race in the Cat 1 division, and then Tom Spiegel, um, actually then, he's like looked at my friend that, that helped me get to that point, because you have, you know, when you start out, you're supposed to start as a Cat, you know, three, two, and then one. But I was like, hey, I just wanna go straight, straight into the Cat 1 category and see, see where I, see, where, see how I fare. Um, and so that was pretty fun. I did it at uh, um, <clears throat> Fontana. Mm. How'd you do? Um, I won my class. All right. I like, won my class, and I think I, I, uh, I surprised a lot of guys in my class because I took off, and nobody went with me, and they were like, ah, he's going to, you know. Blow up. He's going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> I never blew up. So um, Tim Zanzenberg was the, the racer in that category, and, you know, it was pretty funny. You know, he and I are friends now, and we... Um, you know, we talk about that when, you know, that, that day of that racing, so. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, and then from there, I just, you know, was kind of hooked. So did Quick and Dirty start after that then? Yeah. And, um, 
how did you structure quick and dirty races and was it the which one came first of all of the races because you have the one day events and then you have a series so we started it my friend kurt jensheimer and i he's also known as the angry uh single speeder ass um he's he was very um he was pretty he was a local legend here in this community like he was he was definitely had way more um bike you know promotion since than i did um any rate we ended up meeting each other um on some weird terms because we wanted to put on a cycle cross race when i worked at spy optics for michael marks and michael marks was really behind the cycle cross um movement so he <clears throat> He put us together with Rancho's, uh, Rancho's, uh, what is it? Uh, it's a Rancho bike club. Um, Rancho's, Rancho's, I think. We'll figure it out. Any rate, um, he put us together with Kurt, and Kurt was like, hey, I want to, you know, we want to we join forces and put on a cyclocross race. And he wanted to do it one way, and I wanted to do it another way. So we were like, we kind of butted heads, you know. Um, and then we ended up becoming partners in our first, you know, first ever quick and dirty mountain bike race, which is pretty ironic because, you know, we have two, we had two different visions, but we ended up overcoming those visions and, and coming together and making a really, really cool spike lacrosse event in uh, at Lake Hodges. Awesome. Um, and I saw that on your website, you have a number of, um, what do I want to call it, like land management that are, you're sponsored by or that you are work with. We work with. So I find that, I think that's going to be, that's fantastic. And Absolutely. that is something you probably nourished and got a yes. lot of support. So tell me more about that. Um, I, I guess on from an organizer's point of view, having to do races on these local train, like we don't race in PQ. There must be a reason for that. Yeah. So <clears throat> how is it that it works out that it's Hodges is... Um, They're just more, I mean, uh, I guess... To say it correctly, they're more. Um, uh, I mean, we're lucky to have Dave Heckel on our side, you know, okay. to to, you know, be behind mountain biking and see the positives that we can bring. Um, but we have worked really hard with, you know, Sycamore Canyon, uh, Sagebrush Safari, mm -hmm. uh, Lake Hodges. Um, <laughs> I mean, the list goes on. Like we yeah. have five different five locations we put on races locally. And you know we have to, you know, if if we couldn't, we if we um, were doing something wrong, then we wouldn't be able to go back to those those properties. And we take we take we take we they become they look nicer when we're finished, oh. you know. So we always try to do a better job and leave it in better condition than we showed up there with. Um, and that's doing trail work not only you know before the event, but you know, all throughout the year, you know, and trying to, you know, pick up our trash, do all the proper and necessary things to, you know, keep the trails in as good or better shape than what they are. That's fantastic, Victor. Yeah. That's off to you and your team uh, for... <clears throat> sometimes I become, I think I'm a landscaper, not, a, uh, <laughs> not a, a race promoter, because there's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people never see that what, you know, what we do. And it's not like we're doing it so we can, you know, we can get the, the notoriety or, you know, to, we're doing it because that's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Amen to that. Um, 
So one thing that I've always admired about your races is that, like your mission statement, is that you get everybody, kids, adults, um, beginners, um, you get everyone from doing their very first race. Lots of them. To Cat 3, Cat 2, Cat 1, a lot of local, there's a lot of great racer, riders here in SoCal, to national champions, pros, you know, Nikki comes out often to do the races, and you get Reggie, Reggie Miller out here to the races. What do you think is the recipe that you put together that creates such a, you know, um, I hate to use the word like embracing, but like that people just feel like this is the place to come and race. And that's it's a great question because when we started this in 2013, there really wasn't anything that yeah. was, was organized, you know, and I feel like that was part of, you know, part of what I wanted to, you know, accomplish. I wanted to accomplish a little bit of everything for everybody. You know, we have weeknight races, we have longer races, we have shorter races, mm -hmm. we have more technical races. So we have a little bit of variety for everybody. And we, we always, every one of our races, we put a kid's race on. Whether there's two kids on the starting line or there's, you know, 150 kids on the starting line. And we have had 150 kids <laughs> on the starting line. And it's, I mean, I, I get little t tears in my eyes when I see, you know, the joy that they have, the smiles, the uh, the focus that they have while they're racing. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I really get teared up, and that's, you know, that is all, that is all for them. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, we make zero money on that. I mean, let's be straight, like, it, that's all for them. That is just for the kids to have a memory to grow from there and let them decide if they're going to race again. Yeah. You know, it's not about making money with with in that in that situation. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right. No, but I think it's, that's uh, I just want to make make that clear that you know that's we do that to see those smiles. Yeah, and I think it's just important for those kids as us adults at the starting line. They feel the same excitement Absolutely. and they feel the same like after they're done that um, they're so proud of that medal or whatever they um, achieved. So I think that's awesome. I also like appreciate that, especially with your um, some of the races that you did, the ones you did over the summer, that there was a lot of technical stuff. And um, a lot of people, even if they didn't have the skills, they seemed open to it. And I wanted to ask you about how how much technical do you put in a, or when do you go, oof, that, that could be dangerous. So Barona Oaks, that's a whole nother story. That's I think we could talk a full hour on just Barona Oaks. But I'll be real quick. Like we, you know, when we were having a hard time, you know, putting on races, you know, the you know the opportunity came came about to put on races at Barona, and Barona is a private private property. Mm -hmm. um, so I offered to build trails, like literally yeah. build. We built five miles of trail in five weeks, which, I mean, I mean, you got to race it, you got to ride on it. You know, I mean, that was. Really, we went in there and we, you know, we we worked hard, you know, and a lot of people came together to make that happen. Um, there's a long list of volunteers and, you know, just living on site, you know, Gabe Keating, another local legend, came in and lived there and, you know, poured his heart and soul into the place. Um, but as where I'm going with this is that, that happened really quick. And just think if we would have had, you know, six months to build that, you know, what you know, what it could have been. But to be honest with you, after it's all said and done, I don't think we would do any, 
do it yeah. any different. Because I've been out there for months and months and months walking around and going, man, we went, really went the right ways and, and tried to put a, uh, the right amount of technical and, mm -hmm. you know, the, the right amount of just, you know, um, easy riding, you mm -hmm. know, just so we kind of have a little bit of it all. Yeah. You know, so that's, a, that's another um, feather in our cap, you know, that we've done for mountain biking, you know, here locally. Yeah. In San Diego County. And we have no... We have, we don't plan to go anywhere else. This San Diego is our, is our, is our area and we want to grow mountain biking in San Diego County. You know, not Southern California, but San Diego County. Yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, Verona was, was a very super fun project and uh, <laughs> it did take some, take some uh, lives off my 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 lifespan because it was you know it, like i said it, we worked hard well, those shows were really it was, good it was in the month of november so it wasn't it wasn't like it was uh you know in december or january where it was cooler temperatures and it was hot it was dry um we hope that we get some rain this year so we can do some more trail work out there and you know just fix stuff but that's uh we're really proud of Barona. Yeah, it was a great, great course. Um, like I said, a lot of technical stuff that I think mountain bikers, you know, enjoy the race. Um, so speaking of races, you got a big one, classic one coming up October 30th, the Filthy 50, yeah. which is also the option to do um, a 30-mile version, not to confuse a dirty 30. Right, right. right? And then, which which happens a lot. So people I have, are like, hey, I'm doing the dirty 30. I'm like, oh, that's in December. No, it's in October. So, um you know, maybe we need to change the dirty 30 to the dirty something else. But, uh, so how's, how's that race shaping up? Last year was not quite what we wanted because of, you know, COVID canceled all the races. Are you, how's the excitement and how is it, tell me about the race this year coming up. We have a lot of, we have a lot planned for it, you know, to bring, to make up for that, you know, last year. Um, the course is very similar. There is some changes. Um, San, Diego, um, San Diego River Park mm -hmm. um, built a new trail that comes off the switchbacks, so we get to we get to we get to use that trail. Oh, that's right. Yep. So that'll be really fun, and then there's a couple of other new little twists to it, but it will it will be the best Filthy Fifty course uh, to date. I mean, it'll, it's just, everything will flow way nicer, and um, I think people will will be excited for it. So. Um, we can't we can't tell all those little features. That, but, that's a lot right there. You know, but we will pre-ride the course on uh, October, October 10th. 10th. Yep. With uh, Brian Scarborough, bro, and uh, Nikki Patterson Peterson. Um, at uh, we're gonna leave from uh, the uh, Lake Hodges uh -huh. at the boat ramp uh, parking area where we do our summer series races. Yep. And uh, we're gonna leave from there and and do pretty much it'll probably be about 30 miles okay. of, of the course. Which is plenty. Um, I think we'll have a big group. Yeah. Um, but we are, you know, going back to the Filthy Fifty. We have. There is a. Every time I go out on the course, I see people pre-riding, and mm -hmm. I, that's what really gets us excited. Is that people are, you know, putting that effort into it. Yeah. And. I mean, we're, you know, Reggie Miller, donated a, a big healthy purse money for the expert class, men and women. So, and again, we. We, you know, we have tried since day one to build our women's category up and it, it, it 
starts to grow and then it kind of tapers off and it declines and it grows even higher. So it's been a, it's been a, uh, it's, it's been a, uh, <clears throat> something that I really want to be proud of when we do have a huge women's category and, you know, with Reggie's support, that's going to, you know, help us. Yeah. Um, speaking Throw in a little cash so they can buy some new shoes or dress or <laughs> oh. whatever they want. A new kit. Um, so regarding the, you said people are already pre-riding and training. Um, any insights as the organizer and seeing how this has developed over the years, knowing that I'm a cycling coach, like what would you, how, what do you see people doing that they're doing right? Or maybe the other way around, what do you see people doing that like, oof, you know, they didn't eat enough or, you know, they didn't prepare for the heat or... What? Good question. The, the thing that I see is sometimes they start a little too late. They start maybe at 10 o'clock, you know, and then they're out there in the middle of the day. So I think this time of year, you know, starting early is is super important. Starting early, obviously hydrating, bringing enough stuff with you to, so you're not bonking out on the trail. I've seen a couple of guys just like, oh, I'm so, I'm just like, what are these, did you stop at the, excuse me, did you stop at the uh, Chevron station and yeah. fill up? Did you stop here? No, I just, you know, muscled through it. I'm like, okay, well, now you're gonna feel like not doing it, you know? So, but if you do it right, you're, you'll get done and you're fine, you know? Um, but just hydrating, you know, using nutrition, you know, eating when you think you shouldn't eat, drink when you think you shouldn't drink. You know, that's what I was always taught by the, my friends at Hammer. Always drink and eat when you don't think you should. You know, like, just be in front of it. Yeah. Like, don't wait till yeah. you're, like, feeling bad. Yeah. You know, every, if you're, you know, got uh, 16 ounces, you know, that should be gone in an hour, yeah. you know? Um, so that's, there's little things that you, you can you can watch and know you like if you have three gels in your pocket and you're you know two hours in then you're you haven't been eating yeah you know so there's things that you know that you can look at that will remind you to eat and drink and you know and be happy <laughs> yeah and then for the Trying race to... itself where do you think it's won or lost uh raptor ridge going uh, out or on the way back coming back yeah absolutely because it seems like in the past, all the groups, you know, the, the main groups have stayed together. Mm -hmm. um, and then coming back to Raptor Ridge is, is where all the, the fireworks go off. Okay. Um, you know, and it, it really seems like that's what's really fun about the Filthy 50 is, you know, you see like the lead group in 2019 was like eight guys, you know, for, you know, two wow. and a half hours, that's you know. So that's pretty cool to... Uh, that they, they stay together that long. And this, the, you know, the 2021 course will, I think will allow them to even stay together even, even longer. Um, Fast. But yeah, it's like, you know, and it's, I had a couple guys that did Leadville in 19 and then they came and did our race and they didn't finish, which is crazy. Well, it's, it's the crazy part of it is people underestimate the 50 mile filthy 50 you know, because they look at, it's 50, it's over 50 miles, 53 miles, I think. But they look at the 3,800 feet of climbing. Oh, it's they're like, ah, oh, that's easy, you know. But it's like, you are always pedaling. You're never, you're always putting pressure on the pedals. You know, and, um, you know, you don't have those long descents to kind of like, you know, to recover. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you're always pedaling and you're just, you know, you're, you're going. I've never got to race the Filthy 50, but, you know, from, from what, you know, I, I can look at a, a race and, and, you know, decide, you know, what's going to be the, the hard parts, parts about it. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, forgot I was going to ask you about the Filthy 50. Um, oh, I know I was going to ask you. Um, do you cut it off? And if you do, do you ever, like, limit it? And how is it getting close or? It's really close. And we do cut it off. We cut it off because um, we want, it's not, it's because we want all the racers that are there to have a great yeah. experience. Like, we could we could bring more people in. We feel like the staging area with with the amount that they allow us to have is just enough mm-hmm. for the staging area, for the course, for everything. So I think people appreciate that too. Yeah, and I mean it's like we don't wanna have, you know, a lot of clutter and then have people, you know, not excited about it and not wanna come back, yeah. you know, the following year. So that's what we really we really try to um, you know we try to keep that where people are having a good experience and they're having fun. So, right, so sign think, up, right? Yeah, sign up. Like, I think 2019, I think we turned turned away almost 200 people, which, you know, as a race promoter, that's a that's a that's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so that's why whenever we give someone a, a you know a, a free entry, we want them to use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Because we don't give very many of those away either, so. Um, so I just want to switch gears. We're, I know we're at 30 minutes and I, I appreciate your time. I wanted to um, just get to have people understand your life. I know you have children and you have a beautiful wife and you got you race and you're putting on quick and dirty. Um, how do you, um, two questions, and you can answer any way you want. How do you ensure that you give everybody and everything, including yourself, the time that you need, or or is it a you know a struggle? And then what is what is your training look like? My training is <laughs> where all the other stuff you know l- allows me to train. Um, I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I get to race my bike, and I'm lucky my family is super supportive of me doing that because they want to see me happy. Um, but really, my training is always has always been like when I when when the family you know needs are are taken care of when the quick and dirty needs are taken care of when my hammer nutrition uh, duties are you know up to par mm-hmm. you know then I get to ride my bike and then that's when I feel better when I you know when I can you know I feel better that I don't have all those things hanging on top of me when you're on your bike yeah when I'm on my bike so you know I I. I don't ride my bike as much as you know some people do, but I ride my bike more than other people do. So, mm-hmm. um, but I really enjoy riding my bike, and I always, I've always tried to just keep it fun. Yeah. So I don't have a training program. I don't. It's not like Monday I do this, Tuesday I do that. Da da da. It's it's always different. So I just I get on my bike when I can and when I feel like I, you know. And then when if something's coming, then I try to put a decent effort effort into that you know whatever's coming up okay, you're very humble because you're wicked fast you got great <laughs> skills so um when you go on a ride you normally go for like an hour or three hours or 45 minutes or whatever you can it's whatever i can whatever my body feels like it wants and whatever time allows so, yeah um yeah like i haven't 
I don't really like to do anything over over three hours, four four hours. You know, I have plenty of times, but you know, my perfect ride is about three hours. Okay. That's about you know you know either one hour or all my rides are like they're all you know half an hour to you know five and a half hours, but. You know, I don't like to ride over five hours. Yeah. Um, I know you were just finishing up the series up in Orange County. Um, what's next for you for racing? For me, personally racing, I'm going to go to Arkansas and race the uh, Epic Rides um, Oz. Yeah. Oz. So um, trying to get a couple local guys to go out there with me. And, and so I'll be working like a, a hammer booth there as well. So it's not like I'm just going to you know just to race, race. my bike mm -hmm. like i'm gonna do mm -hmm. that for a day race the bike and then fly home so excellent and that is in october yeah october i think 15th and 16th or something like six, 15 16 17 or something all like right that. so it's it's it'll be their second race back to racing you know so um todd sadow from there is um he spends a lot of time out here and i'm lucky enough that i get to pick his brain about you know racing and i mean we have two totally different racing organizations mm -hmm. ours is you know grouped with you know grassroots racing local where his is you know around the you know nation and you know it's a it's a way bigger platform yeah uh, they put on some really great races um for sure yeah um, so i've never been to that one um so let me see if there's any questions and um He said, don't ride a road bike. I'm not sure. Um, let's see, anybody out there will have any questions for Victor before we close down? Um, where, where can people find you? Uh, I know that if they want to race, sign up for the race, you sign up on quickanddirtymtv.com. Yep. And then hashtag quickanddirtymountainbikemtv uh, on Instagram. Yep. Um, You're, you've done your homework. I have done my homework. And um, anyway, I'm very grateful for, for having um, Victor here and sharing his insights into racing and how he does his training. And I hope you can join me next month. I'm um, happy to have Michael Marks um, here in my home to discuss um, another part is gravel racing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael calls it multi-surface. So, oh, oh, multi-surface, thank multi, you. Multi-surface. Um, um, but I actually, it's funny you say that because I, I got an email from him to get, well, the thing, it's like the greatest gravel race um, ever, and then at the bottom of it says, this, this is, is not a gravel race. race, so I'm kind of confused too, so. Um, <laughs> but Michael and I um, go way back, and he actually, Michael, we're going to have a quick little story. Michael got me into cyclocross racing, so um, I owe, you know, that, all that, you know, all of those good memories and racing um, to him getting me, you know, into cyclocross racing. Well, I think that is a perfect closure. That's ex exactly how the, I have yet to f distill the local legends, but the beauty of how we each um, help each other to go into writing, whether it's directly or yes. directly. So, um, I'm very, so, you know, Michael got you into racing. You got a little kid into racing. Um, I race 
because there's trails and those trails are because you are a steward of them. So all of this is just that we're all just so connected in so many different ways. So yeah. I feel like appreciation for people like you, people for like Michael, all these people behind the scenes. And there's so many out there that I, uh, I have a, if you didn't know yet, I have a huge page for about two years, not two years. We have about two years worth of, potential guests that I'm really hoping to bring on nice. to tie and weave this beautiful web together. So Yeah, and I mean it's we have a we have a great community here in, in San Diego and I'm I'm glad and happy that I'm a part of it. You know, and, you know, trying to give back, you know, and trying to, you know, give people something to look forward to. Yeah. You know? And right now I think it's really important to get get back outside. You know, get that vitamin D, get that health going. You know, because we're living in a, a different world. <laughs> so it's, it's, and your health is what will overcome all those different diversities. Oh, beautiful. Well said. I don't think I can say that better myself. <laughs> all right, I'm everybody. Don't ask me to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to log off. I don't know how to stop this, but thank you all for joining me. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please give me a, a thumbs up and let me know if there's anything else you want to hear or see in the future. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Local Legends. If you are enjoying the podcast and look forward to the next guest, please consider supporting this effort through Patreon. A few bucks a month helps this effort. Visit patreon.com backslash outdoor fitness coach, all one word. Thank you.